confused by finances, investing, estate, and retirement planning? Well, I went to school so you don't have to. Welcome to Finances and with Kathy and Jennifer. Welcome to Finances and Bonds. I'm Jennifer and I'm here with Kathy. How was the visit with your friends this weekend? It was great. I had friends visiting from Virginia. They came to visit me in my new house here in Indianapolis. And it was fantastic because I'm only 20 minutes away from downtown. So we got to explore and check out my new area and eat at all the restaurants. It was wonderful. It sounds nice, actually. I bet you guys had a great time. We did. We did. So this week, we were going to talk about bonds. I know we talked about stocks and bonds a little bit earlier, but we thought we would get a little bit deeper into what bonds actually are. And we'll talk about the advantages and disadvantages of investing in bonds. So corporations and governments want to borrow money so that they can finance things like their plants, equipment, their inventory, or governments want to help pay for their roads or schools even. And this allows them to get money now and be able to pay it back over time and still be able to spend that money for those very basic things they need for their companies. Bonds are called long-term debt investments. They all have an amount borrowed called principal that they have to repay by the maturity date. When you buy a bond, the length of time it will take to get to maturity is set. And it could be anywhere from one day, which we've actually never heard of it being that short, or 20 to 30 years, or even more than that. So for example, Disney has some bonds that mature in 2093, which is still 73 years away. It makes me wonder when they started issuing that bond. Is it was it a hundred year bond? Was it? I don't know. It seems interesting. Bonds can either be short term or long term. If they're short term, that means that they're going to repay you within the year. Or long term bonds are going to be any time after a year. Bonds work because the the group that you're buying them from, whether it's a government or a company, that borrow your money are going to pay it back with interest, and oftentimes that's twice a year or monthly, so that they can have your money for that period of time. The cost of borrowing your money is the interest that they're going to pay you back over time. And then at the end of the maturity date, the date that the bond is due to be paid, they will give you back your full amount at that time. When you buy a bond, the amount of interest is decided when it is issued or sold. Unlike a stock, which has its interest determined by the market or as people buy and sell them, this bond interest rate is also called a coupon rate. So for example, you could buy a 10-year bond for $10,000 and they're going to pay you a 3% interest rate. In exchange, they're going to take that $10,000 and every six months pay you the interest until at the end of 10 years, they give you your $10,000 back. Generally, the longer the bond maturity date, the better the interest rate because they're holding on to your money for a longer period of time and then you won't have that to spend. So for example, using that $10,000 amount, if they wanted it for 20 years instead of 10 years, maybe they would pay you 4 or 5% in interest instead of only 3% interest. There has been in the past, though, a short period of time where short-term bonds interest rate were actually more than long-term bonds interest rate. And that happened from 78 to 79, and then again in 1981. But those are the only two times that the short-term rate was higher than the long-term rate. 
You kind of have to think of a bond as, as a loan that you're lending to the company or to a government. And by the way, government can be the federal government or state or local government. They repay the loan on a specific date and pay you that periodic interest rate back all along the way. The interest that they pay you back is called the coupon. And again, that is usually higher on long-term bonds. These coupon payments or interest payments are often paid either semi-annually, two times a year, but they can be done annually, it can be done quarterly, or even monthly. When the bond reaches maturity or the repayment date, then the issuer of the bond repays you that principal, which is that original amount loaned to the company that they borrowed. Stocks, on the other hand, are a piece of a company that you actually own. But the amount that you pay for that stock is dependent on whoever's selling it. It fluctuates with the stock market. So if I want to sell my stock today and the price of the stock that the stock market is willing to buy it from me is $27, then I'm going to sell it at $27. Or I need to hold on to it and hope the price goes up or I guess sell it if the price starts to go down. Bonds, on the other hand, that price is set. It's not, it does not fluctuate with the market in that same way. Bonds are also at risk, though, of price fluctuations, but not in the same way. There's not a bond market the same way there's the stock market. As interest rates go up, then if you're trying to buy a bond, then that bond will trade at a lower price and a discount will be given when you're getting your return. So for bonds, as the interest rate goes up, the bond will start to trade at a lower price and a discount will be given on the return that you're going to get for your bond. If interest rates start to go down, the original price that you bought it at will be sell at a premium above that purchase price. For example, if you bought a bond at $10,000, when you go to sell it, if interest rates have gone down since you purchased it, you will probably be able to sell it at a higher rate, where if interest rates have gone up, when you go to sell your bond, you probably won't get $10,000, you'll get something a little bit less. This is an inverse relationship. As interest rates go up, bond prices go down. And as interest rates go down, bond prices go up. Sort of like a seesaw. When one end is up, the other end is down. Yes. So that's why bonds are an attractive thing in your portfolio of investments. As interest goes up, stocks tend to go up as well, but bonds go down. And if interest rates go down, bonds go up and stocks go down. So you have to balance your portfolio. And that's one of the reasons when you're talking to somebody about having a portfolio of different assets, you want to make sure that you have some stocks and some bonds. When you're younger, you're going to want to have more stocks and other kinds of higher interest vehicles that will get you money because you have time to earn money. And if there is some kind of a dip in the market and you lose a little bit of money, you still have time to recover from that. If you're older, you're not going to have time. If you need to take that money out for retirement, you don't want to mess around with the market dipping. When you're younger, you tend to have a heavier stock portfolio, some bonds, but more of the stocks and international stocks. And then as you get older, you start to move into a more safe portfolio and start moving some of that money out of stocks and you just move it out. Out by selling them and start buying bonds. And then that way, as you're getting closer to retirement, the money you've earned over time is now it is safer, lower interest rate, but there's not a big chance of it all of a sudden going way down and then you lose money on those stocks. So if they're so safe, do bonds have any risks? 
Yes. Um, all debt has risk and bonds are considered debt investments. So there's a risk that the interest won't be paid. For instance, if a company defaults on the loans, then they would not be able to pay you the interest. Um, there's a risk that the principal won't be repaid. Which is sort of like we were just talking about, if the interest rate's moving up and down, then that $10,000 is not a guarantee in that way. Right. There's a risk that the price may decline and that it will be retired before it reaches maturity. So there's not even a guarantee that these, just like anything, there's not a guarantee in life about it, but it's there is a possibility, although fairly slim when we're talking about bonds, depending on the bonds you choose, that you will not get your money back. For the most part, you should be repaid on your bonds, but we're going to talk a little bit about when that might not be the case. Government bonds, though, or treasury bills, you might have heard them called, are considered risk-free. And that's because they have never been defaulted on. The federal government, the United States federal government, has never defaulted on their treasury bonds. And that is that that risk-free rate. Whenever you hear that, that's literally what the treasury bills are trading at. So the risk-free rate right now could be 2%, let's say. And that's when you want to compare the rest of your portfolio. Will you make more than 2% on your stocks, which you should be making more than 2% on your stocks. But if for some reason you couldn't make that 2%, then you probably want to put it in a risk-free treasury bill because you're going to be able to make that 2%. However, as always, the, you know the caveat is nothing is actually risk-free, but because it's never defaulted, they call it a risk-free option. So you can buy bonds from a broker, which can be bought online. And so that's just from like, like TD Ameritrade or any other, like where you would buy stocks. But treasury bonds, you can buy those directly through the US government or at banks. Now that we've just said that there's a risk involved with bonds, how do you know which ones are risky and which ones are not risky? Well, both Moody's and Standard & Poor's have come up with a rating system of the companies or the um, state and local governments that are selling these bonds so that you can look at them and see how risky an option it is. Quite honestly, the riskier a bond is, the higher interest rate it's going to tell you it's going to pay because it wants your money. Doesn't mean it's going to be able to pay it, but that's what the promise is going to be is a higher interest rate where a almost risk-free option, like the federal government is going to have a lower interest rate because they can, because they know they're going to pay you back and that you're going to buy it because you want that risk-free bonds in your portfolio. Both Moody's and Standard & Poor's use a rating system to let you know how those companies and governments are rated. They're slightly different from each other, but in general, they're using some of these same letters. So I'm just going to go ahead and use the Standard & Poor's as my example, but Moody's is very similar to it. So the highest quality bond is going to be a triple A rating. A double A rating is a very high quality bond and an A rating is a strong ability to meet their debt, but they're saying there's a possibility that a market shift could affect the outcome, but in general, that shouldn't be a problem. A triple B rating would be considered an adequate ability rating. Double B is a lower to medium grade. And then B or triple C are very speculative and very risky. So you want to seriously consider if you want Bs and triple Cs in your portfolio, because there is a possibility that you will not get repayment on those. And that's when we were talking before about not getting your money back, the risk that's involved. That's how you can start to become more risky. They're going to promise you a higher interest rate, but it's going to be riskier. There is also a C 
rating, which is that no interest is being paid. So they're even though they had promised interest, now they've been moved down to a C rating because they're not going to pay interest any longer. And a D rating means that they are actually in default at repaying their bonds. So you don't want to be buying a new bond from them. However, there's good news. There are definitely benefits to investing in bonds as well as some drawbacks. Some of the benefits of investing in bonds are? Well, safety is one. One advantage of buying bonds is that they're a relatively safe investment. Bond values don't tend to fluctuate as much as stock prices. Another benefit of bonds is that they offer a predictable income stream, paying you a fixed amount of interest twice a year, which is great. And when you invest in a municipal bond, you might help improve a local school system, build a hospital or develop a public garden. So some people who people who invest in those um, municipal bonds have they want to make that investment in their community and they like the fact that they're doing something that benefits their community. And another great benefit is just the diversification that you can have. And this is perhaps the biggest benefit of investing in bonds is that the diversification bonds bring to your portfolio. Over the long run, stocks have outperformed bonds, but having a mix of both reduces your financial risk. So when we say it outperforms bonds, that just means that the interest rate is higher. You're going to make more money owning stocks than you'll own bonds, but you will also see greater losses by owning stocks versus bonds. And so to help keep that a little bit even keel and let it, instead of so wavy, you put bonds in that mix and then your losses aren't so deep. So it's a, it's a great thing to help you keep your money safe. Some of the drawbacks of investing in bonds are you're going to have less cash. So if you're paying out $10,000 for a bond, you will not have that $10,000 for five years, 10 years, or however long it is. It's not available to you to spend or more importantly, to save in some way. There is an interest rate risk because bonds have a relatively long-term investment. You can face a risk if that interest rate starts to change. So if for some reason, the interest rate starts to go up, which is generally a good thing in terms of stocks, that means the money that you get back out of your bond can be less. So again, as interest rates have been going up for the sale of stocks, that is a common thing now that we're not getting as much back out of our bonds. You can, as we just talked about the ratings of the different bond companies, there is issuer default. And that just means, although it is uncommon, an issuer might not pay back or will default on its obligations. And you can risk out on losing the interest payments that you're expecting or even getting your principal repaid. And quite honestly, it could be both that you don't get back. There is a lot less transparency buying bonds. And what I mean by that is that because there's not a bond market like the stock market, brokers can sometimes get away with charging you a higher price and you can find a harder time determining whether that price that you were quoted was a fair price for the bond because it's not as obvious as hopping on to um, TD Ameritrade, as Jen said earlier, and just checking the price right now. It's, It's not as transparent in that way. And again, as we've already said, the returns that you're going to see on a bond is oftentimes substantially lower than the ones you'll get with stocks. Those advantages and disadvantages came from The Motley Fool. So that's a great spot if you want to head over there and take a look at how they're talking about bonds as well. Got anything else? That's all for bonds. Thanks for listening to Finances and Bonds. We know you chose to listen and we're grateful. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share and consider leaving us a review because it helps us bring financial education to others and it helps people find us more easily. Please let us know what questions you'd like answered on our Facebook page at Finances and or by going to our website at financesand.net. 
You can now find infographics on these topics on our website or right here in our show notes. Finances and does not provide tax or legal advice and nothing in this podcast is to be construed as such. Always consult a tax, accounting, or legal professional for advice on your specific situation. Remember, I went to school so you don't have to.